0: Assembly required, cause it's person, okay, but yeah, not done. assembled. <laughs> Gotta build it with all those parts from the graveyard. <laughs> uh, welcome to welcome to Sunnydale. Uh, I'm Steve McClellan.
1: I'm Lisa Gaylor,
0: and uh, we're your hosts for season two, episode two. Some, Some assembly, assembly required. required. Yeah, uh, and as always, we're gonna start off with a uh, better know the host. Mm-hmm um who thought of one this time yeah uh (laughs)
1: who thought of
2: one (laughs) um
0: let's see i'm sure i can come up with something um okay let's see when i uh was in high school Mm -hmm. i uh went on a band field trip to new orleans and i tried to prove that i was tough by standing on the front of a riverboat in like a rain in the rain <laughs> with no shirt on for like 15 minutes <laughs> and then i went inside and had a hot chocolate and it was the best hot chocolate oh, i ever yeah? had yeah.
1: wow you mm-hmm. you're really tough
0: i know <laughs> do you think do you i uh, proved uh, it <laughs> yep yeah it's
1: scientifically yeah. scientifically proven tough mm-hmm. You wanna recreate that moment sometime? I've never been to New Orleans, so I don't I don't know how tough you are.
0: You've never been to New Orleans? No. Oh we gotta go. It's yeah. Cool city.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, my better know a host is someone gave me one of those giant Jawbreakers? It's so like <laughs> the size of my fist. Not not quite the size of my fist, but one of those huge ones that like you can't even fit the whole thing in your mouth. You know, like in, in the movie, Jawbreaker, one of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I know.
1: Oh yeah, you know. You know now. Um and I've slowly been working my way through it for the past week or so. It's delicious and um
0: It looks like a creepy eyeball. Because it it's does, like white yeah. on most of it and then has mm-hmm. this weird colored iris. Like red and green and blue.
2: Yeah.
1: And I haven't died yet, so I look forward to continuing not to die.
0: Oh, like in Jawbreaker? Yes. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I don't think anybody's planning on shoving it down your throat. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> Just myself. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a little, little more information for you listeners about us hosts. And uh, let's dive into the episode. So mm-hmm. my first note is... Um, is kind of basically the same thing I was talking about in the last episode, which is the, like, Buffy-Angel dynamic is so boring to me. Yeah, a little. It's just like, oh, are you jealous? Oh, I just, you know, mating would be, like, a better word for it than dancing. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, you sound like 14-year-olds, and you literally say that you're 241 in this episode, Angel. Like, have you not developed, like... Any kind of thick skin for this stuff?
1: I mean, how much of that time did he spend as like a soulless vampire, not growing and developing? Is it? That's fair. A human.
0: I guess you don't you don't develop those positive qualities as a vampire.
1: Yeah, I suppose not. I thought it was funny that like he says, whenever we fight, you bring up the vampire thing. <laughs> One like whenever we fight, are they fighting a lot? Like what? I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. Two, like, you brought up the vampire thing casually a minute ago when you're like, oh, it's really disorienting to wake up from that. Like, you (laughs) already were talking about being a vampire. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just, the the whole, like, you always bring this up when we fight. Like, they're not even really dating, and they already have, like... Fights? Yeah, they have enough fights to have, like, stereotypical fights for their relationship. Like, you guys skipped a lot of steps in the, in the relationship mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> having a well-developed like fighting style is something you're supposed to you get like to a couple years in Yeah, hone,
1: you know <laughs> as as we have done over there
0: oh yeah we've gotten we're excellent at fighting oh yeah <laughs> i suppose you know this relates a little bit to another note that i had which was about giles which is like he's a grown-ass man mm-hmm. and he's sitting in his library like trying out how to ask someone on a date yeah. like he doesn't have the vampire excuse he should have learned how to do that by he's now.
1: but he's a virgin he's
0: probably <laughs>
1: this is maybe like the first or second time he's ever asked anyone out
0: <laughs> i seriously doubt that i mean i don't want to talk there's things we can't talk about because it's getting into spoiler land But there are things about Giles, I think, you know... know I know, I do think
1: about that, where it's, like, future episodes that is not his style at all, and you're like, hmm. Yeah. It's probably... Well, I don't want to ruin it, but (laughs) I bet when he does finally lose his virginity, he's going (laughs) to come out of his shell, and he'll be a little more confident.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and so... Okay, so yeah, there's the fact, like... Why doesn't he know how to ask someone on a date? Yeah. Although I liked his lines a lot with, you know, indecorous and yeah. what was the other word that he used that was really good? Amenable. Amenable. Yeah. yeah. Good words. Good SAT words. But I was also like, he's sitting in the middle of his public school library yeah. during a school day practicing yeah. this, like with his back to the door. Did it not occur to him that somebody might walk in to the library? Yeah. <laughs> He has an office. Why isn't he doing it in his office? Right. Or <laughs> at home. Yeah. What in the hell mouth were you thinking, Giles? Yeah, right? <laughs> Your
1: evil plan to go on a date <laughs> could be a lot better. Yep, yep. <laughs> could be more refined.
0: Maybe it was the hell mouth that makes you do stupid things. Yeah. yeah.
1: And love makes you do the wacky. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> they say many times. Well, just like twice, Twice, I, I think, think uh, yeah.
0: I did like Giles's line when um, uh, Buffy gave her advice, like, "You have a thing, I have a thing. How do you feel about Mexican?" And he Mexicans. Was like, <laughs> well, I liked it it's like, "Thank you, Cyrano." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good little literary reference, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Roxanne.
0: Do they play that song in that movie? Do they? I have to watch that movie. Yeah, again. we should watch it after this. Yeah. That Daryl Hannah that's in that with me, yeah,
1: I think so, yeah, yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. it's a good movie. It's
0: been a while since I've seen it, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> 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 I just have so few this episode did not grip me, yeah, um, so I have few notes on
0: it, you know, I have fewer notes than I thought it would because I actually have you know, I sort of remember this episode fondly, and but I agree like it it isn't as. It isn't as gripping as maybe it could be, mm-hmm. um, but there it does a lot of things that I like. Um, yeah, yeah, I really liked that there was sort of only ambiguous villainy in this, and that, that like is, yeah, that was the villainy is well motivated. It's not just mm-hmm. like oh, it's an evil demon. It's like mm-hmm. you see this mom that's completely obsessed with her dead son and completely ignoring her living son. Mm-hmm. You know, you see this the the living son, the the little brothers, like love for his older brother you see the older brother's like loneliness and and like desire for a companion the only person that's sort of unmotivatedly weird and creepy is the like the kid with yeah, the the little the Eric yeah, Eric. yeah I, I don't know what his story is about, I but, about that.
1: was like what is he even doing there yeah
0: like how is he involved and
1: he's just like yeah let's kill the girl <laughs> like <laughs> what
0: <laughs> yeah. why are you friends with this person yeah exactly um yeah he must have needed him to do the to bring his brother back or something That's the only thing i can think of but he, he
1: didn't though because then there's that line where when uh, what's his name is his name chris yeah okay um so when chris refuses to kill somebody the brother and and eric is like oh we can do it without him like i i could probably do it like he didn't sound super confident like he had done it before mm. he was just like i think i could do this
0: maybe they were like they were working on bringing things back to life together before Mm -hmm. and then when his brother died he was like oh my god help me i gotta bring my brother yeah maybe a lot of like i'm sure like digging up graves and moving bodies that's like a two-person oh yeah job you couldn't do that by yourself
1: yeah yeah i mean you can't with with enough determination
0: you sound like you know what you're talking nope. about. <laughs> never. I would never. Um, I just, I'm just not going to open that locked door you really in shouldn't. our apartment. No. It's not worth it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing. So th- I guess that is a good point. There's sort of ambiguous um, morality going on mm-hmm. here, which is interesting. Um, I thought another thing... It's sort of related to maybe just the series overall. Uh, it's like, what does it mean to be human mm. or alive?
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Like his brother. Like, what is, what is his brother? He's not necessarily evil, I guess, but he's a little evil. Mm-hmm. But he's also supposed to be a sad character, I think. Yeah.
0: Neither alive nor dead. Yeah. Neither fish nor fowl.
1: Yeah. And then like the Slayer. Like, what is she? Is she fully human? Is she not? Yeah. Angel. Yeah. Everybody has this kind of like, what, I- what does it mean to be in this world?
0: Mm-hmm. And, well, okay, again, I don't want to get into too much of like future. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, that's, what, yeah, the whole series, I think you can make an yeah. argument for that. It's yeah, just like, too. what does it mean to be in and, this and, world?
0: And look how the sort of Frankenstein monster ends mm-hmm. um, and then compare that to like, other people that are sort of in between life and death. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, no spoilers.
1: (laughs) Uh, one thing I did write down though was, is this Buffy's fight?
0: Um, are you saying that because they used science to animate this person and not like supernatural things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sort of, I read it as ambiguous whether it was all science or, or supernatural. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I think the fact that somebody's coming back from the dead makes it Buffy's fight in a way. That there's something inherently unnatural about that. Mm-hmm. Something that the sort of human justice world can't deal with. Um, something so you need a spiritual... Well. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because it kind of just seemed like... I sort of fell to the other side. It's like she stumbled upon this because somebody was digging up bodies so they thought it was like supernatural Mm -hmm. but it ended up just being human males and then they were plotting to murder someone and do things with the body like i feel like that was a thing that isn't necessarily her territory but i guess i could see the argument both ways
0: i mean i suppose she could have like tried to call the police and be like they're these two kids. They're robbing graves. They're like mm-hmm. desecrating bodies. They're you know planning to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And the cops could sort of maybe handle that, although I don't have a lot of faith in the Sunnydale PD. Um, but they, what the cops couldn't handle presumably is the undead brother. Yeah. Um. I think once that's involved, then then it has to be Buffy. Interesting. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say that I liked about this, not just the ambiguous villainy, but a lot of the cinematography, a lot of the shots and some of the acting I thought was really mm-hmm. good. Um, a lot of the stuff with, with the older brother, with the undead brother, I liked a lot. Like the, um, <clears throat> the, the first sort of reveal where he comes out of the shadows was really nice Mm -hmm. and then again when Buffy's looking down there and he's about to come up behind her yeah and And then then there's like and then there's a distraction yeah Mm -hmm. that was really good it's a good shot yeah and then I think my favorite shot was when he's under the bleachers at the football game and like moving around through these like lights and shadows Mm -hmm. and looking at the the game going on and like looking at this world that he's like excluded from Mm mm-hmm um, and then in that same scene, when he grabs Cordelia and she screams at the same time that the crowd yeah. cheers, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a, added an extra like oh, creepy thing to it. Um, mm-hmm. And if I was going to, if I was going to like double down on some crazy reading symbolism into things that where it's probably not there, you could say that that's a comment on violence against women as a spectator sport in film and television. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally.
0: I think that's definitely... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. true. <laughs> or maybe not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, this entire episode is, I think, a comment on how men view women. Yeah, so.
0: it's true. Um, like, literally objectifying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And making them just parts, breaking them down into parts. Yeah. Owning them completely, like, oh, she's mine, when he's yelling about being mine or like you promised me you would like
0: mm-hmm. it's weird because the way like men feel they sort <clears throat> of deserve a woman yeah, or something. yeah yeah
1: and that they can own them and it would be his and not not thinking at all about what that means for the woman like
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it, it seems as if the brother mostly has his own mental state right it's like his personality yeah ish we don't really we don't know mm-hmm. um the whether he's changed yeah like in what way he's changed. is he more monstrous is he completely the same personality mm-hmm. um but it it seems to me that he's the same personality so wouldn't also these female heads these brains have their own personalities like they didn't think ahead to the fact that like oh we could kill somebody and put our head on this body but that doesn't mean she has any interest in like dating him
0: yeah i mean i i had that thought too i think what they were assuming is that like you know if you turn somebody into a monster the way they turn him into a monster then Mm -hmm. that you know monster woman will have literally no other choice like she won't be able to like she'll be in the same position that that guy is in and she'll just have to go with what's there Mm -hmm. um you know, how well that would play out in practice, I don't I know. I think it wouldn't
1: play out at yeah. all in if any you, way. If
0: you were cut up and turned into no, a monster, it would, would you be murder time? football It'd player? Be, that? <laughs> no.
1: I mean, no, thank you. Um, you murdered me. I'm going to kill you and your brother and the creepy friend.
0: Yeah, so you'd kill all of them, even though it meant being alone forever?
1: I wouldn't be alone forever. I would just step out and be like hey i came back to life
0: <laughs> no fear no fear that the villagers are going to burn you no
1: <laughs> none at all okay yeah
0: what if the government like takes you and experiments on you for
1: whatever they're just going to use me in their secret like spy lab or whatever right <laughs> like the invisible girl well you don't know that i know that <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's like to be reanimated from the dead (laughs) okay (laughs) no just like I I thought that was a really crappy plan (laughs) and they they sort of they do mention like oh once you're a monster you'll stay with me they sort of Mm -hmm. they say that I just don't agree with that I'm like I don't think that's really a solid well thought out plan
0: I mean obviously they're you know they're cribbing from Mary Shelley Mm -hmm. um, you know right uh what (laughs) (laughs) um which you know if i remember in frankenstein there's no you never find out whether uh, frankenstein's lady would have stayed with him Mm -hmm. right yeah um so and in this case you don't either so yeah yeah.
1: i also kind of wondered why they needed um the different parts of the women, like couldn't they have just killed Cordelia and then brought her back, and she would have looked all monstrous? Couldn't they just make her look monstrous?
0: <laughs> Maybe they were trying to get the best parts of different women. Like, oh, this woman's got nice ankles. This woman has nice but shoulders. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, I get that. Yeah.
1: Um. Which is another thing of like, oh, we're gonna make a perfect woman. Like, yeah. why are dudes always trying to create the perfect woman? Yeah physically like taking her parts it's a lot of work though like why would you want to cut up all these bodies when you could just kill one body and reanimate it yeah what in the hell mouth were you thinking that would have been a better plan
0: that's true maybe maybe she needed to look as monstrous as him or they thought it wouldn't work
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's the only explanation i can think of
1: but they could just cut up her face and she would look mon- like he's all had his same face and it was probably all his own body right like, yeah
0: but it was all like smashed up from a
1: Rock climbing Yeah Whatever happened to him Yeah what that What
0: happened What in the hell mouth Were you thinking Not checking your carabiner Or whatever you did Like it's not that hard To not die rock climbing
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah did you not have anyone With you Were you like
0: Yeah I
2: don't
0: know Is he just free climbing No belay Yeah Doing it wrong Yeah come on Come on You deserve to be the (laughs) monster You deserve (laughs) to (laughs) die No
1: I don't know. I just had <clears throat> I had some problems with the plan,
0: yeah, no, i I, I agree. I think it's a shaky plan at best. Mm-hmm, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Are there any movies where or shows where it's like a, a woman that's making her perfect dude out of man parts?
0: Hmm.
1: I remember trying to think of some. I was struggling.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything like that. Mm-hmm. There is an Inside Amy Schumer skit <laughs> where they do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm sure it's a commentary on like <laughs> it's totally the funny. fact that there's always like...
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> like I can think of, well, right now just two things. Like Weird Science, they try to create like the... Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, In this yeah. episode, yeah. I had more when I was thinking about it earlier, but I forget. I can think of a movie where a woman is taking parts from people to make a perfect friend. What's that? May. I've never heard of that. It's pretty good. We should watch it. Cool. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) But she's not making her perfect man. She's making like a perfect female friend that isn't going to leave her or something like that.
0: Is she like an, she's like a Frankenstein monster or something? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And she's making another one.
1: Oh no, no. She's a real person may is a person and she it's we just watch it it. yeah okay (laughs) i can't explain this whole movie plot i've only seen it like once and i think i i don't know okay i don't remember it all it was like 10 years ago
0: gotcha another part that i liked uh there's a scene where um buffy and willow and xander are all talking like uh by the stairs in their school Mm -hmm. and um Xander's talking about how people don't fall in love with what's right in front of them, mm-hmm. and in the background, Willow's. This is so
1: sad. Looking. The pained
0: look on her face mm-hmm. is great. I love that, like, they didn't they didn't cut away to her face. It was just like there. It was just there in the background, like
1: not in his view. Not in his
0: view, exactly. Not in the viewer's view, really. Just sort of like off on the side, yeah. yeah. And then again, when like he finishes that little speech, and then Willow and Buffy sort of start walking away. Again, like they don't like do a close up on his face or anything, but like there's a pained look on his face when like (laughs) he's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought um, Bruce Seth Green did a great job with the direction in this episode. Yeah. Um, Got some really good shots, really good performances out of people. Um, also like the, the scene where they've like, they're trying to catch Cordy in the showers and Chris is there like, and he can't look he, her yeah, in the he eye. Just like, he just
1: like looks away.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was hard to watch. I
1: like that scene to show his motivation. Like that he he's playing a part in it. Yeah. But he can't fully commit to it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, he's the one that tells Buffy where yeah. to find them in the end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's true. I thought it was interesting when Cordy was um, going to her car or whatever, and um, someone was following her, and she's like. Xander, if you're playing a trick on me, like, why did you think it was Xander?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because Xander is like always being unnecessarily like rude to her. I thought in this episode, like, she really—they pa- do- were
1: particularly mean to her. Yeah,
0: right. And she was like, she didn't really dish anything out. She was just sort of like there being Cordy. Yeah. And Xander is like, every time she says something, is like, Ugh, karma. <laughs> like. Yeah take it easy, Xander. Like, you right. made your point. We all know you don't like Cordy. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: trying a little too hard, buddy.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: No. Also, it's, it's funny, like, Cordelia is, she's being a little self-centered and sort of just, like, randomly, they're, like, in a conversation in the library and randomly mentioning, like, I would have asked Chris, but it would bring up too many memories of such and such. Daryl. Daryl, yeah, yeah of Daryl. Um, and, like, yeah, she was just, trying to get attention mm-hmm. but also they just like completely ignore her and like don't care yeah and then like late like, hours later when they're at the cemetery buffy's <laughs> like what was up with cordy like
2: <laughs> See, what happened
0: that's another it's another thing that i chalk up to their like failure to to like create ancillary characters for this high school well that they have to like introduce this relationship mm. with cordy with like one line because they haven't painted it at all before yeah, yeah and it's like they don't have time to like develop it to really here so they have to do it in this sort of like expository like let's have two other characters talk about how yeah. <laughs> it was this big thing that yeah <laughs> um yeah which you know i understand you know you've got your main characters you've only got 40 minutes a week to tell your story yeah. um and yeah, it's hard to do, like we've talked about before, it's hard to do the continuity stuff as well, you know, in your pre-TiVo yeah. um, universe. True. <laughs> so, but yeah, so it's, it, it, it that line of Cordy's felt a little bit forced mm-hmm. to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it does paint uh, something of a more interesting picture of Cordelia, like that she had this um, I don't know if it was a whole relationship, but this, you know, some sort of emotional connection um, no. with another person that we didn't, we haven't seen before. Mm. Um, and that, you know, it sort of ended tragically. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about, I think it's the line towards the end, um, where Xander and Willow are talking about, like, musical chairs and how they're always stuck without a chair. And then Cordy comes up and it's like, Really nice. It's like I really wanted to thank you yeah, for like exactly. saving my life. Great. And again, Xander. <laughs>
1: like we're having a moment here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I get they're sort of setting up that joke of like yeah. they're the reason why they're dateless, or at like, least Xander is his own like mm-hmm. worst enemy in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did seem out of character for even for Xander to like or do you think that like he is actually so I don't know, caught up in his like shooting down Cordelia thing that he wouldn't even accept like a yeah, thank I you from know. her.
1: I, I mean, I guess in some ways, like, I mean, Xander is pretty self-centered, like in a way that, that we don't really comment on. Like when mm-hmm. he, you know, asks Willow to the dance, Oh, I know we'll go together. And like, not even thinking that yeah how that's going to feel for her and mm-hmm. just like caught up in his own feelings for Buffy and like, He's,
0: yeah yeah completely just like no ability to recognize the emotional state of other people or predict it like yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> in that
1: sense he and uh, cordelia are quite the pair like <laughs> they both have this like very self-centered thing going on
0: i yeah i mean that's i don't know like i said in i think it was our last episode like mm. i think in a lot of ways cordelia is it's an act I think, it's an act her. yeah um because she i mean she saw and understood buffy's situation Mm -hmm. in the last episode immediately yeah um and like how it was affecting her relationship with her friends and all these things like she's got she's got a i think a pretty significant degree of emotional intelligence that xander completely lacks yeah (laughs) um but yeah but i mean it's true like she does she i mean she's she is motivated by self-interest a lot of the time Mm -hmm. um yeah so I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is, there will be an attraction there. Who can say?
1: Yeah. Mm, I just don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but I wonder like, it, it's like her actions are, you know, like you said, motivated by self, self-interest, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but most of the act seems like a way that she's getting through the high school environment. Yeah. And what do you think if she were taken out of the high school environment?
0: Like how would she behave and yeah, how <clears throat> and would
1: she need, would she have to behave in the same way?
0: Yeah. No, I, I don't think she would. I think, I think, I think she is a, she's very much a product of her environment and mm-hmm. she very much knows like the role that she's expected to play and in, in different environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, she's mastered the high school one. She might, it might be an adjustment period if you like were to take her out of high school and put her mm-hmm. in some other place or situation or environment. Um, but I suspect that like, you know, her she seems to be able to grasp things quickly. And I think she would, you know, figure out what she was supposed to be in another situation very quickly, too. Mm. Um, I don't know if there's maybe I don't know what would bring her out rather than like her perceived, um, you know, her sense of what she ought to be doing. Like, you know, like, like you're saying, you know, if this high school thing is an act, not her. What environment would bring out like her just being her, as opposed right. to her being some other version of Cordelia that is well suited to an environment? Right. right. This is getting very abstract. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think she's an interesting character. Yeah. It's, maybe if she was
0: an assistant in like uh you know maybe like a small detective agency mm-hmm. in L.A. or something, maybe that would like bring out a, a real different side. If she side had of like
1: her. a drive to help people or something. Like yeah. Exactly. Would, it would really suit her.
0: Mm-hmm. And like maybe a like a troubled, uh like dark figure for her mm. to sort of like tend to relate to, to, yeah. relate to mm-hmm. and, and like see herself in contrast to. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I I mean I'm just, it sounds like just a totally spin-off. speculating like that's I would <laughs> that's, watch that spin off. Spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it Cordelia. <laughs>
1: Could go for I, was, I see like five seasons of that yeah I, five I would,
0: seasons five seasons probably um and they maybe they should have stopped at four but yeah yeah
1: but i think it'll have a lot of, it'll show a lot of development I'm will, j- yeah. this, i just we didn't get j- on this spinoff <laughs>
0: i'm really about it yeah i can't believe he hasn't done it already yeah right like what's what's with the waiting come on <laughs>
1: also i just didn't have a spinoff for this episode i didn't either so i'm glad we (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad we hit on this we (laughs) created angel
0: i'm pretty much out of notes
1: yeah i guess i um words to slay by i didn't i didn't really have much i was like love makes you do the wacky yeah
0: i mean it's that's accurate Um, yeah it's not really i don't know if it's advice so much but it's like
1: yeah i don't know that i want to live by that advice because i feel like
0: it's de- yeah it might be the opposite of advice really like yeah shouldn't you be trying to like process your emotions in a way that isn't wacky <laughs> yeah <laughs> um,
1: I've, I've never sort of been the type to have this excuse of like uh, f- for love like you have yeah. to do all these weird things now because you're in love like
0: i'm yeah i mean it's it's the like the um the awful reality of rom-coms you know Uh, like the way people behave in Mm rom-coms completely unacceptable but it's always like oh it's like so sweet he did it for love like so
1: romantic that he's stalking me and (laughs) yeah exactly not taking no for an answer (laughs) oh he must really love me
0: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yes i don't yeah i don't agree with that those are my opposite
1: words to slay by (laughs)
0: Words to, I don't know. What's the opposite w- of slay? <laughs> w- words
1: to let a vampire keep living by. I don't know. I
2: don't know. I don't have anything.
1: What was the um? Where do you throw? Where do you throw?
0: <laughs> where do you throw?
1: Um, when he's trying to convince his brother.
0: Oh yeah, he's got that football what's, speech. What's the stupid
1: football speech? Maybe I'll put that on.
0: I'm okay. I'm. It's there's nine and down. Four hundred yards to go. It's twenty-five linebackers between you and the goalposts. Where do you throw? Where do you throw? I'm pretty sure all of what I just said made perfect football sense. I think
1: so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't number five or something. Is that that was is his alive. number? Number five. <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. What is that? <laughs> it's short circuit. What? Oh my god. <laughs> I forget that there's all these, like, movies that are...
0: You've seen so many terrible movies. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're, like, speechless.
1: Short Circuit is amazing. Okay. (laughs) It's as great and important to me as the Goonies and Gremlins (laughs) and (laughs) Jawbreaker. No, Jawbreaker's not important to me.
0: Is that the one where there's, like, a rundown apartment and a bunch of, like, robots from space show up and, like...
1: No, that's... um, um, Batteries Not not Included. included. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Which I haven't seen all of. Okay. So, they're different. (laughs) All right. those are different movies.
0: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Well, do you want to do one dials Uh, oh yeah one dials another is called
1: another's called yeah you know i just realized when we do that um it makes the person calling a slayer and then then we're a slayer too because that line is about slayers when (coughs) one dies the next one's called so if you call (laughs) us you get to be a slayer
0: Yes, that is... <laughs> yes. Anyway, <one> dies, <laughs> the next one is
3: called. <laughs>
0: right. So, yeah, we got, uh, got a little phone call here to play for you guys.
3: Hello, Stephen and Liesel. Uh My name is Christopher, and I am really excited about your podcast, especially as you're getting into season two. Um, I'm going to start out with Better Know a Listener. I went to high school with Steve, and Steve was the first person to point out to me, the asparagus pea smell thing at our prom, which had asparagus in the meal. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Joyce and her qualities as a mother, um, particularly going into Season 2. I found it interesting that you guys didn't really have much of an opinion on it uh, when you reacted to the first fan call in the season finale. Um, I think that, especially in Season 2 and a little bit in Season 3, or maybe I have those backwards, I'm not quite sure I'm having trouble remembering Um, that a lot of Joyce's role seems to be as, um, dealing with Buffy as the Slayer is a heightened version of this idea that parents don't know what their teenagers are up to. And I think it works really well in a lot of cases, like in the season one finale where she's saying one thing about going to the dance and Buffy's talking about something very different, her potential death. But then sometimes I think it fails because Joyce really doesn't know what's going on with Buffy, uh, whereas in real life, parents know what it's like to be a teenager, and teenagers just don't get that. So I think it's something to look forward to um, and, and look for in upcoming episodes to maybe talk about. Uh, love the podcast. Keep up the good work, and thank you.
0: Thank you, Chris. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm pretty sure I know who that is. <laughs> um, a Chris that I went to prom with in high school. Yep, I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs>
1: and you told him all
0: about it, asparagus pee. I don't
1: remember telling him about <laughs> the more your pee
0: smells and you eat
1: asparagus but it sounds completely it like sounds you sounds like there's no doubt in my mind that that is true there's no
0: doubt that in my mind that that happened because that definitely sounds like something yeah. I would do you
1: were probably like excited to tell someone <laughs> you're like did you know <laughs> asparagus will make your pee smell funny
0: I, I tell you I do remember in high school um, asking my AP chemistry teacher to explain to me how it worked and he didn't know about it either mm. oh really <laughs> yeah that's Um, so funny
1: i i've never experienced it because i when i was in like i like asparagus okay now but i never did before so i never mm, ate very much of it okay um but not everyone has that reaction
0: really yeah Uh that makes sense
1: i I feel like i read once that it was only like 30 or 40 percent of people which sounds extremely low to me because i feel like so many people i know Hmm. have had that experience yeah Anyway, so that's a lot of asparagus talk. (laughs) That's that's the one thing we're really going to laser in on about this phone call. (laughs) I know that's what the fans want. That's what he was
0: really trying to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to thank you
1: for, you know, opening up his world and introducing him to, like, (laughs) <laughs> New smells.
0: <laughs> oh I'm sorry, Chris.
1: <laughs> anyway, the rest of your <laughs>
0: The rest of the phone call was
1: very thoughtful. Yes.
0: Thank you a lot for your call. Uh we really appreciate it. And you made a great point, which I think, you know I certainly when we were talking about Joyce in the last the last time we had a phone call, um, I didn't even think about some of that stuff. Um and we actually had we had another person um mentioned it as well on oh, twitter yeah, we had a we had a tweet yeah uh at ej lance said uh what about when joyce totally kicks buffy out of the house in the season two finale hashtag gay symbolism uh which yeah uh it's a great point um i had completely forgotten about how that season ended for buffy um
1: yeah it had also it had uh slipped my mind as well i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's right she does does try to kick her out
0: yeah so thank you to our attentive listeners yes. for for keeping us honest mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah so to both chris and at ej lance if you guys want to email us or pm us your uh addresses we will we said we'll, there
1: was going to be a shot glass in the there gym. is
0: there's a welcome to sunnydale shot glass waiting for each of you so mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which uh who do you want to buy the shot glass for like, you buy one, I buy one.
0: Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Um,
1: you, do you want to fight about it?
0: <laughs> well, I figure I should buy one for Chris because he's my my friend from high school. Oh, you
1: own him? <laughs> he's your friend? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm just going to buy. Uh, Emma. Yeah, what, Emma, what's, her what's her name? Her name? <laughs> yeah, it's Emma. I know it's at EJ Lance. <laughs> I believe her name is Emma Lance. Emma Lance, yeah. <laughs> Emma Lance is my new best friend. <laughs> and I'm going to buy her a shot glass.
0: Well, hopefully, um, we get to. Maybe we'll get to do some shots with our with our fans sometime. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do like a Welcome to Sunnydale, Oakland bar crawl. That would be amazing. That would be pretty cool. I'd be into it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many of our fans are in the East Bay. Probably probably some are in the Bay. Yeah.
1: Like ones that we don't know yet. Like our friends. That
0: <laughs> <listened>. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> our only phone call. <laughs> Not our only one, but one of our <laughs> two phone that, like, calls. Yeah. Someone already knows me. But it I think he lives in Oakland.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not like Evanston still or something?
0: No, it's, uh, it's funny. I, I'm pretty sure he lives in Oakland, and I've not gotten in, to- in touch with him because I thought he hated me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so who's really your friend here? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently we're friends. He's nice on the phone call. <laughs>
1: It would be funny if someone that didn't like you or didn't like me. Yeah. Um which is ridiculous everyone likes me. But um <laughs> if someone <laughs> didn't like me and they just called us on the line to like tell us mean things <laughs> your podcast sucks and you should feel bad.
0: Oh my god, I would love that. I, I would pl- definitely I'd play, play that call, yeah. yeah.
1: I'd still buy you a shot glass. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Especially if you made good points, like if you can point out ways in which our podcast sucks, like oh, that'd be we great. Can, we can use that advice.
1: I would, I would adapt things if yeah, we, totally. Yeah,
0: yeah. Please send us your suggestions. We would appreciate them.
1: Yeah. Also, I think um, mm-hmm. I want to actually, yeah, actually comment on their their comments yes, yeah, to let's, us. Let's get into the substance um, here a little I bit. I definitely <laughs> agree. Like, I re- I really do like the scene um, in the season finale where. Uh, Joyce is talking about the dance and Buffy's talking about her death. Like I, That is a very interesting contrast and I like that. Yeah. And I do agree that there are other parts where it's like trying to show how like parents don't understand teenagers and what they're going through, but actually parents do kind of understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think sometimes it doesn't
2: work.
0: Hmm. But I mean, so we'll take the, the hashtag and at EJ Lance's tweet. I mean, do you think that's, you know, there are cases where parents don't understand that's true. because their children are just different from the parents in some really fundamental ways. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, being a slayer, uh, you know, I don't know if it's exactly like being gay, but it, you know, there's certainly like, there's this awkward coming out process. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah. And this, you know, need for secrecy and this feeling that you can't tell everyone that you interact with or that people will reject you. Um, and that's things you know that uh Joyce might not understand mm-hmm. and yeah
1: and a lot of like queer youth might actually be struggling with like adults that yeah. really don't get it
0: yeah it's good that we're doing this on pride weekend that's true <laughs> yeah Yay.
1: <laughs> and also after Scotus, Scotus, yeah. Woo.
0: Hashtag love wins. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> now we can focus on. um Not that I don't think marriage equality is a very important issue. Of course. But I feel like, oh, yes, and now we get to focus on things like queer homeless youth. It's oh yeah, I very mean, it's, prevalent. There's and, so many
0: other things and, to like, work on.
1: <laughs> maybe some like some trans, trans issues yeah, that exactly. are like you know. Life or death situations for <laughs> yeah,
0: um, you know racism. There's a lot to still work which on, which is also
1: a li- life, and death. <laughs> yeah, situation. there was
0: there was an Onion article recently that was like, only forty-seven thousand social justice milestones to go before U.S. achieves full equality. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
2: yep, was
1: yeah. hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, the Onion has been like killing it. Do you think oh, they they're were on point? They yeah. were thinking of all these things, like waiting for the decision and like just writing
0: articles. Oh, do you think they have, like, they have, like, a they red file, someone, too, in yeah. case, like, <laughs> the decision went the other right, way? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet. I mean, there. are you know, I've heard interviews with people that work at The Onion, and, like, it is a, it's an intense place to work. It yeah. sounds like they work really hard um, and go through a lot of, a lot of ideas in mm-hmm. a sitting. Yeah. Um,
1: well, have we done? Have we done our, our bits? We did words to slay by. I didn't really have any.
0: Not a lot of words to slay by. What not in the a hell lot of mouth? What in the hell mouth?
1: Yeah, it's weird because it's not like this wasn't like a hell mouth. Yeah. Thing. Hmm. So it's kind of hard to be like.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of human fallibility yeah. involved. The plan would have maybe broken apart in that Cordelia, even as a monster, maybe would not have.
1: I think if it yeah. has her personality like if she still retains her personality yeah then i think she is the type that would be like strong and be like no
0: who do you think they should have killed whose personality would have just gone along with it i just don't know that (laughs) any of them would you
1: know like yeah it's this was a major flaw in their okay thing thinking that they could just take any woman and it would just work out for them
0: well, it sounds like the plan sort of maybe came from the older brother, and maybe he was just sort of blinded by his yeah, it's like his obsession, his loneliness. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't really have much more. We're a little, we're coming in a little under our normal runtime, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's okay. Love we'll it, shorty. Yeah. <laughs> should we, should we rate the episode?
0: Yeah, let's do some ratings. Good. Okay um let's see i like i said i you know i remember this episode fondly um and i there's still a lot of parts of it that i like uh you know a lot of good sort of direction and acting things that i enjoyed cinematography um you know the plot is derivative obviously but in a way that i like i like i like the old literary references and the sort of like old school horror um So I, you know, no complaint against that. It's just that, yeah, for some reason it didn't, didn't grip me the way, like you said, the way I sort of would have wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, I would say a pretty solid episode. Um, So I think I'm going to, I'm going to say it's a, I'm going to say seven. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say a seven out of 10. um, Shit, I didn't think of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Any objects in this episode?
1: Just the women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seven out of ten women. <laughs>
0: uh, lady parts. <laughs> seven out of ten, lady parts. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs>
1: it makes me think of. Um, did you ever read like the softer world? It's like a web comic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like text over images. Over pictures. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: There's one, I forget exactly how it's phrased, but it's like you really need to choose your words carefully. Like there's a difference between lady parts and lady pieces.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen that one. <laughs> it's like, that is so awful and yeah, funny.
0: That is. So yeah, seven out of ten lady pieces. <laughs> what about you?
1: Um, I... Yes, I was not gripped by this episode. There are a couple of things. like I sort of like this uh, ambiguous nature of the villains. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, I don't know. It's just like... It's hard for me sometimes to watch things that are just so clearly like dudes being jerks. Like the... uh, Eric guy just like had no motivation just like did not give any shits about it's like oh it's just another girl and it's like why, like why that character um he's just a shitty dude um and i don't enjoy watching him or that Mm -hmm. um maybe you know when this episode came out i would have found it like a really interesting thing at this point like meh it's just some like man objectifying women I'm over it um
0: but the other the other brothers were different or the other villains
1: a little bit I mean I mean
0: not to say that they weren't you know both being evil and objectifying women yeah but there's a little more motivation behind their behavior yeah yeah
1: it's still it's just so like I don't know he's lonely like so I'm gonna I find I find it hard to sympathize (laughs) Yeah. In some respects. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I'm I'm going to give it... I'm going down to a 5 out of 10. I probably wouldn't make anyone watch it or recommend anyone to watch it, but yeah. it sort of has some interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say 5 out of 10 knives that are sterile enough for government work
0: (laughs) that was a weird choice of knife too didn't you think it seemed like an odd oh i remember another note that i had it was for carving a turkey or something yeah Yeah.
1: um another note that i had is like angel has this line of um or yeah i think it's angel that says it um where it's like whoever cut up these bodies really knew what they were doing and like isn't that always the case is like it's it's always the case that some murderer who hacks up a body like <laughs> has skills as a doctor like medically speaking like <laughs> it drives me nuts it's
0: true it's always that's, I mean that's the trope in movies there's never like whoever cut up these bodies had no fucking idea what they were doing <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I want to watch that show. like, yeah. whoa,
1: these people
0: really did not do a good job. Super amateur job on this body. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Embarrassing, frankly. <laughs> if you're trying to reanimate this body, like, I just don't know how it's going. These joints are really not totally well. Totally mangled. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have no range of motion with what, this. What, did you use a butter knife here? Yeah. 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 <laughs> And you you sewed her, like, left leg onto the <laughs> her left tibia under the right femur. It's just a uh, real hat job here.
0: What's that thing from The Simpsons? Like, oh, here's and Mr. McGregor with a leg for an arm and, and an, an arm, arm for a leg. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs>
1: so I have seen that, apparently. And I loved it. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stand by it.
0: <laughs> so. All right, then. Um plugs yeah let's do some plugs so uh we're welcome to sunnydale you can find out all about us at welcome to com. you can tweet at us at welcome to sunny you can uh follow us on facebook you can <laughs> swipe right on tinder if you're in the east bay um you can
1: <laughs> are you actually on tinder <laughs> have you like when's the last time you opened up your tinder
0: uh it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while yeah. And I, I haven't made one for Welcome to Sunnydale. Oh my
1: God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. i do it, and I'm going to get on it all the
0: time. Um, yeah, so let's see. Uh, where was I? I think that's all the things. You, you can email us at yeah. Welcome to Sunnydale podcast if you, if you at gmail.com.
1: On the street, we have cards now.
0: Yeah, we have business cards yeah. I've been handing out to anyone that will <laughs> look at me for 10 seconds. <laughs> I have my business card. <laughs> I'm very excited about business cards. I, I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, How
1: long do you want to do the uh, do the shot glass thing?
0: I think we should keep going. Like, I like it. I think it's, I think it'll, yeah. all right, it's so fun. We can get our merchandise out there. We've got yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> next. Uh, yeah. Another shot glass? Do you want to do a, a tote bag or something for the next one?
1: That would up up the ante a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's
0: up the ante to a tote bag.
1: Yeah, tote bag for the next caller.
0: Yeah, next caller or tweeter or emailer that uh, that we put on the show, tote bags. Tote bag. Yeah. All right. Oh, and of course, to call us, our phone number is 510-455-2155. Give us a ring. Um, and that's, yeah, that's it.
1: Okay, well, since we're wrapping this up, I have a few errands to run. So I was thinking, you know, I would just head to the post office and uh, I'll see you later. You don't need to come with me.
2: What? You me! It. I will not
1: come Okay, you can come
2: with. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye, thanks for
2: listening, folks. <laughs>